Hey, this is Glenn. Welcome to another episode of Difficult Questions. This one, are you hot enough? This could be, are you fit enough? Are you pretty enough? Are you attractive enough? Whatever that may be. Uh, this is because I was, I've been for the past year, year and a half, trying to figure out Twitter, frequenting Twitter and what is the motivation of people that are on Twitter? I, I kind of follow this one person that she posted a picture. She's a writer. She posted a picture of her in a dress and said that she had a, a feeling fat day, but she's not traditionally heavy. She's not obese. She's not. And people were just jumping on her about how, she shouldn't say that she was fat and how could you say that? And that's rude to people that have weight problems. And, and it just got me, it reminded me of how sensitive and, and insane we are about physical appearance because we're completely, to use a term that's probably not correct, but completely bipolar about it. So the answer to am I hot enough is it seems to be one of four answers. Yes, question mark. No, who are you to judge me? And well, what do you think of me? <laughs> so all of those all together at one point. And, and it's, it's a, there, there are differences for men versus women, but it's all a concern. Uh, and so I wanted to go through my life and the, the things that happened to me is just kind of a launching point for all of these complexities we have about our physical appearance and, and what our physical appearance means to the people around us. And should we give that weight? And do we have a choice to give that weight? And what should they say to us? And what should they feel about us? And all of these these insane traps, mental traps that we get ourselves in. And I call them insane because we'll go to my early childhood, but around 1992, so senior in high school, I decided that I did not know how to play the rules of attraction game. I didn't know the rules and I didn't understand them. And I was always kind of failing and awkward. So I said, I'm, I've been dead in the eyes since 1992. And I just refuse to play those attractive rules, but they still are in my head. So let's let's start with me as a as a child. When I was ten, my mother put me on Weight Watchers because I was getting really heavy, and she thought, "No, you're not going to do this," which was demoralizing as a ten year old. I I I dealt with it. And I just went along with it because I was a nice person and she was my mother and I respected her. And, but my Lord, at 10 years old, I have to be on Weight Watchers. I, I remember my cousins telling me that I needed a bra. You know, my boobs were bigger than theirs. And, and you just think, well, yeah, that's what kids do. That's what people do. The jokes we make about our physical appearance, that's just somehow it matters to us, but it's also devastating. And then we just have to deal with it. But it never stops because other people get to view us how they get to view us. And, and we want to hear how they view us, especially if we like something about ourselves, but we don't want to hear it 
we have a hard time if we if they don't like it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's never ending. And I remember being in junior college and I always had I was on the swim team. And so I was a swimmer and I kind of grew out of that hugely obese era, but I was always about 20 pounds overweight and a little, uh, I had fat on me and I was with swimmers that were fit and trim and, but we, it was recreational. So we were kind of all over the place, body types. But I remember being a little too comfortable showing skin because that in the summers, that's what I did. And then as I'm going through puberty, I'm starting to get body hair and I'm thinking, ah, body hair. And this wasn't the 70s. This was the 80s and the early 90s. So body hair on men was not a good thing. And I remember I started getting arm hair and I thought, oh, what is this? Oh, my gosh. But I'm still used to wearing tank tops. And and I remember going to a class and there was this young woman that I was attracted to. And I remember her specifically looking at my arm and seeing this bit of arm hair and doing, doing this. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, I can't be sexy. I can't be, I'm not attractive. So this always just played into my head as I was, I was going forward. And and I, I thought other people had figured it out. But as I started listening and feeling around and then once the social media hit and people started being very combative and very mean to each other, both telling people that they were unattractive and also defending how they are actually attractive, uh, I saw no one has figured this out. Even traditionally beautiful people, people that we would say fit, uh, athletic. I worked with a lot of dancers and entertainers and actors. And so they are seen as beautiful people. But when, one of the things I found out was because they became, became my friends is they worried about keeping that attractiveness. So they were always worried that they would not be attractive someday. And so they were probably the most on edge people about how they look that I've ever met. And they were traditionally beautiful people. As I was getting older, uh, I was with someone and, and she was often on me about my weight. Uh, she wanted me to be more attractive than I was, I guess, and would always kind of rib me about me not being fit enough. And, and I remember when the We Fit came out, it, I got on it and it told me that I was obese and she just clung on to that. That was, We Fit thinks you're obese. We Fit doesn't think I'm obese. And she would, I think many women, because women are valued societally by their physical appearance more so than men, she would she would make sure that in 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 the strata of hotness she always felt that she was hotter than i was right she needed that she was also kind of competitive and but man that that annoyed me why is why is a a video game telling me that i am obese how dare they <laughs> these japanese video game developers 
they don't know about the U.S. body type. And at the same time, we're fed that normal eating habits and normal uh, sedentary habits are the are, are good or OK. You're doing well in life if you're just sitting at a desk. I've watched friends of mine that are far less active than I am, and I'm not super active, just deteriorate over the years. And you can't talk about it. That's the one thing that I've learned about. You can't, you cannot vocalize what you think of someone physically. It's a trap. They're going to get offended. They're going to get, they, they, they won't take it well, no matter what. My landlady, Rita Green, the Wallpaper Queen, she's 87 now. She's from a different era. And she's also got old lady credit, so she can just say whatever she wants. And she was having a guest on her podcast, Rita's World Podcast, young woman. And she turned to me because I was producing it. And she said, isn't she beautiful? I said, I am not allowed to answer that question. <laughs> Either way, it's going badly. I'm in my late 40s. She's in her 20s. She does not want to hear about how beautiful I think she is. Or maybe she does, but in a certain context, in a certain way, and I have to watch what, what my phrasing is. No, thank you. I'm not messing with that. I'm just, I've been dead in the eye since 1992. The same person I was with that was on me about being obese at one point, I was working so much and I was not taking care of myself. And we were together and we didn't, we, we weren't, she wasn't so much of a sexual person. And that was fine. But at one point, I, I was feeling frisky. And she just said, no, you're not attractive to me anymore, which was devastating, right? Anybody, if you ever or have to tell someone no I don't want to don't want to have sex with you <laughs> cuz I don't find you attractive that is hard to hear as the person that is that wants sex and doesn't isn't found attractive and I know that's true because at one point when I moved to Los Angeles I just wanted to I wanted to live life like a monk and I didn't want that part of me I didn't want and I had a friend and I always say the friend zone is the best zone that's it's a clear cut I understand the rules of engagement but some women get attractive to me and they hit on me on occasion and they get angry. One of them especially got angry with me that she's, she got frustrated. She said, don't you find me attractive? And she's traditionally attractive. And yes, but I don't, I don't know those rules. So I don't want to play into that. And then, Ooh, I made a mistake. I went on Facebook, my private Facebook account, and I, I told people about this interaction, how she was frustrated with me that maybe, well, she found me attractive and I, I just didn't want to do that with her, which she found odd because she's traditionally attractive and she used her, I think, her attractiveness as a marker of her, her worth. And then if, I, if she found me attractive and it's gonna give me permission to be attracted to her, then I, something is something wrong with her because I didn't find her attractive and that's what she asked me. So I told that on Facebook and then I had female friends jump on me and say, you think you're amazing? No, I don't think I'm amazing. I don't at all. I don't. 
I don't. In fact, I don't understand that. I don't want I, I don't want any part of it. It's not it's a no win situation for me. I never understood relationships. I'm not good at it. Uh, my priorities not there. So I don't want it. But people I can't even talk about it. In fact, I'll probably get backlash for this episode. But that's okay because the friend zone is the best zone. I'm not looking to date anybody and I just want everybody to be cool. <laughs> so we'll figure this out. But it's always in the back of someone's head. And I always, I can tell when, when, when women kind of get attracted to me, I think I could be wrong. Again, who are you, Glenn? Thinking all, all women are attracted to you. But I'm almost 50 and I have a full head of hair. And women over 40, they get that little sparkle in their eye. And then they tell me, oh, your hair is so great. And you're almost 50. You have a full head of hair. But you really should smile more. <laughs> and I've had a long history with learning how to smile and not because it, it helped me not get bullied in high school. I had a stone face, but then the person I was with about the wee fit and, and, and not being attracted to me, she would also say that I, I, when I didn't smile, one of my corners of my, my face would turn down and she called it Bert face, like Bert and Ernie, the puppets. So I've always had this thing of, I, I need to smile more. And But women over 40 who I think feel a, a bit of attraction to me who say, hey, this guy, I could be attracted to this guy, love telling me that I have a great head of hair and I have, but I need to learn how to smile or I should smile more, which I just think is really, uh, again, just a bizarre thing. It's, it, it hurts. Oh, I'm not smiling enough for you. Oh, I don't, my face isn't right for you. And what if I didn't have a full head of hair? All the men that have lost their hair by the time they're 50, how do you think they feel? They're, they're looking to be hot too. <laughs> That's why all the, these men work out. They exercise to, to be the ideal. You know, we grew up men. We grew up, I grew up in, as a kid in, in the late 70s and, and early 80s. He-Man was my ideal. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's, oh, to be a man, you have to be built and buff. And I saw myself uh, in, a, in a, my TEDx talk, a full body camera. And I looked at myself and I thought, oh my goodness, this was in 2018. I have to exercise. And so I started on this path. I called it bringing Gen X back. And it was just health and exercise. And I took a before picture, 2018, of me just in underwear. I haven't shared that. That's embarrassing. But then I want, I'm tracking that. If I don't get hit by cars, <laughs> That sets me back, but I'm still now back on the on the trail of, of getting back physically to become hot enough. Hot enough for who? I live like a monk. Hot enough for me, because I need to I need to feel good. I need to feel vindicated from the woman that didn't like my arm hair or the the person I was with who didn't want to have sex with me when I wanted to have sex with her or any other time that I felt slighted and unattractive or whenever someone tells me to smile or whenever I was attracted to some, someone and they weren't attracted to me, whatever that is, whenever someone told me to wear a bra, 
oh, the other thing I wanted to say is I work in entertainment. So your hotness, your traditional hotness means ticket sales. And I would have design meetings. I would have meetings with the creatives, the director, the producer. This was for live entertainment, but this happens in film as well. You know, your cast in entertainment is very unforgiving because they care about what the audience is going to see you and if they're going to buy a ticket to see you. And the hotter you are, the more physically attractive you are, the easier it is to sell a ticket because your personality doesn't necessarily hit people at first. It's what's at first is how hot you are. So I had a director talk to talk to us about casting men that weren't hot dog boys. They were all, she called them hot dog boys. Hope never to their face, but it's just brutal because they were all, they weren't built. They, they, they were all in their early twenties and they hadn't built out those muscles, those He-Man muscles. So she called them hot dog boys. Can we get someone that's not a hot dog boy that I can, that I can maybe cast in this show? At the same time, we talk about obese people and I've had a costume designer say, we can't, we don't have the budget to clothe, to costume fat people. They have to be a certain range because that will go on stock. If they're anything out of traditional range, then we have to increase the budget and we don't have the budget for that. So just these harsh talks about the attractiveness of people is, is part of entertainment. And I love entertainment because it just takes away all the BS and it says, look, these are the people and this is this is what tells the story. And the, we need these people as shortcuts to tell this greater story. And their attractiveness or inattractiveness helps us to tell the story in one way or another. And you kind of shed all that social construct, that that social commentary about around casting. I remember just one last fun thing. I rode a motorcycle until I started getting hit by cars. Uh, and I always thought myself as a biker, but I started doing background acting work here in Los Angeles and I wanted to go out for the biker parts. And they looked at me and I, they said, you're a dad. I said, yeah, but I don't have any kids. And they said, yeah, but you look like a dad. If you had longer hair or tattoos or muscles or pock marks, or you look rough in any way, you look like a dad, like a middle-class white dad. Oh, am I supposed to be offended? I don't know. So how do you deal with your hotness? How do you deal with other people viewing you as attractive or strong or pretty? Or, and how do you deal with looking at it and your models on social media and in advertising? Do you buy into it? Do you see the value in it? Uh, do you just say, oh, it's all... All, all beautiful, all personality. I was learned. I, I was taught that men were jerks, and personality mattered. And then all my life happened, and everyone was judging me, and and getting judged, and you know, going to the entertainment meetings, and working with dancers that were trying to keep their weight down, and getting notes, and 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 then I realized, and then as they're getting older, they're worried about losing their attractiveness. And I think, oh, it actually is about personality because that's all you have left. <laughs> Time will take away your hotness. Getting hit by cars will take away your hotness. I have scars and 
ugliness now on my legs. And I used to, my, my mother and my aunts used to tell me I had great legs, which, oh no, now I have to preserve the great legs. And then I get hit by cars and my legs get all messed up. So the hotness goes away. You get older, everything sags, you get wrinkles. It is all personality, but, but then it's not. I don't know. What do you think? How do you think this should go down? How do you think we should talk about how hot you are, how attractive you are, how fit you are, how fit should you be, how hot should you be, how much should you take care of your physical health? Should you or should you just let it go? Is it all personality? Should I not even try to, to bounce back from looking fat on camera for me in my TEDx talk and I'm trying to lose weight and look fit? I don't know. Let me know. Thanks for listening. <laughs>